welcome to season two of the Anxiously Engaged podcast. I am your host, Rachel Curfew. But if we haven't met yet, I'm a wife, a mother, a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and a certified coach specializing in anxiety and helping individuals live their life even more anxiously engaged. You might be thinking, what does that mean? Being anxiously engaged is quite the opposite of being anxious. It's about stepping out of anxiety, out of your fears, and out of the shadows of your life, and moving carefully into the light where you get to really shine as you live your life filled with passion, excitement, and energy. Welcome to the show. Overwhelm is such a big topic for women with anxiety that we're talking about it again. So yes, last episode was on overwhelm and how it can fuel your anxiety and lead you to procrastinating, which then can fuel even more anxiety. But this week, I want to talk about it in a little bit of a different way. And I want people to understand that it's normal and human to feel overwhelmed. We're all going to feel it at times, sometimes a lot, sometimes less, but we're all going to feel it. And you know, I'm going to say something today that's going to sting a little bit. So brace yourself. But when we go into a place of overwhelm, it means we've gone into selfish mode. It means that we're only seeing our side of the problem and our situation and we're turning ourselves into a victim. Now I know that stings. You're probably like, I'm stopping this podcast now. I'm done listening. But don't do that yet. Let's keep talking. Let's explore this. And then you can decide if you agree with me or disagree with me. And either option is always okay. Here's where I believe. When we get into a place of overwhelm, it means we forgot to do something. It means we forgot to do something really important. And before I explain it and break it all down for you, I want to share a little personal story where this happened to me. Years ago, I, I, I owned a high-end floral shop business and I had the privilege of working with so many beautiful flowers and creating some beautiful and amazing arrangements and floral uh, bouquets and just centerpieces and altar arrangements, everything you can think of. I loved doing that. It was my hobby. It was my passion. It turned into a business and it was wonderful. But here's the thing. Many, many nights, late at night as I was alone trying to put wedding details together and uh, corsage pins with corsages and ribbons on bouquets, I found myself very, very overwhelmed. And I would think, why is nobody helping me? Can't people see that I'm going to fail? That I'm going to show up tomorrow morning and things aren't going to be perfect? 
And then I would get anxious and panic because now I've got this deadline and it's somebody's wedding. It has to be perfect. And, and my mind would go into this storytelling mode and I would feel pain and suffering in my body as I created this story in my head about how nobody loved me. Nobody showed up for me when I was in trouble and needed help. Nobody was there to help bail me out, to make things look perfect so that I could step into the spotlight the next day at somebody's wedding with these beautiful flowers and get all the praise. Now, here's the thing. Did anybody else sign up to have their own flower business? Did anybody else in my circle agree and sign a contract to do a wedding for any for somebody else? No. You see, I was the only one who committed to do those things and I committed. And the reason I was feeling overwhelmed is because I had too much on my plate or I didn't prioritize or I didn't balance out the week between home life and work life. And then when I got overwhelmed and scared and went into victim mode and started thinking only about me, I got selfish. Well, then I started looking for evidence of it in my life. I started looking around at the people in my life and I'd be like, yep, see, he doesn't care about me. He didn't show up. He didn't show up for this or that. And so he doesn't love me. He doesn't care about me. Or look at her. She says she's my friend, that she'd help me in times of need. But where is she in this time of need? And all I could do was see me as a victim and the people around me as those who didn't show up for me, didn't love me, and didn't care about me. There's always evidence and proof, right? What ye seek, ye shall find. Boy, I could find it. And then the next time I got into a moment of panic and overwhelm, I have more evidence. The minute I get into selfish mode, victim mode, oh, do you remember that last wedding? Yep, nope, he didn't show up for me. She didn't show up for me. They don't care about me. They don't love me. If they loved me, they would. If they loved me, they would have done this or that. And it creates a vicious pattern, a vicious cycle where I'm the only one who's suffering. So we've got to be really careful with overwhelm because like I said in our last episode, not only does it lead us to procrastinate because who wants to go back into a situation where it feels terrible? So we procrastinate, making then the overwhelm even greater later, but we can then trigger anxiety, trigger depression, spiraling down, self-pity, victim mode. All those things are all there to keep us stuck in pain and suffering. Now you've heard me say this before and you'll hear me say it again, but remember God's plan is always about forward eternal progression. It's always about forward progress because progress equals happiness. 
The adversary's plan is always about spiraling down the pain, the suffering. He wants you to feel like you're a victim. He wants you to feel like nobody loves you. He wants you to feel like you've been forgotten and forsaken. That is 100% the adversary. So what do we do to keep ourselves from falling into that trap and falling into that pain and suffering? Well, one of the things is we need to proper prior plan, which is a quote my husband says all the time. Proper prior plan. Like if you sign up for a big project, make sure you have the time for a big project. Make sure you don't schedule 25 other things during that time. If you can, get some help. Ask that friend, the one that said she'd be there for you when you need help. Ask her. Just say, hey, do you remember when you said if I needed some help, that you might be willing to help? Well, I, I need some help. Can you show up even for an hour, even for a little bit? Are you available to help? Another thing is delegate what you can. Is there somebody else who can make dinner that night? Is there somebody else who could run your kid to a music lesson? Is there somebody else who could come tie the ribbons on the flower bouquets? Is there somebody else who could help you organize the closet? Whatever your project is, is there somebody else who could show up and help you, even if it's just for a little bit? Another thing that's really important as far as that proper prior planning to avoid overwhelm is you want to stop and you make sure that before you start the project, you're getting self-care. That's part of the preparing. Are you starting a project depleted, worn out, empty, or have you been filling up yourself, getting sleep, getting exercise, planned and organized, prepared, done all the things, taking your vitamins, are you eating, doing all the things necessary so that you are filled up with energy and confidence and strength so that you are prepared to do a project. I know firsthand, I really love to be creative. I have a lot of creative energy in me, but when I'm depleted, I'm not creative. And so if I need to be creative to do a project, I better make sure my head and my body and my spirit are all in the right place. That I've done the proper prior planning. I've taken time to take care of me so that I can show up and be successful. Another thing that's really important to do is break down the task, the big project, into small tasks, two millimeters in size if possible. The smaller the steps and the more outlined those steps are, the ch chances of your success and completing a project without overwhelm and on time are a lot greater. So let me just recap really quickly and then I want to share two more things about overwhelm.
first of all, overwhelm happens when we didn't plan and prepare properly. And instead of blaming ourselves, it's really easy to blame others, to see ourselves as a victim and to see others as failing us. So then we write a really big story in our head and we create pain and suffering and drama that's unnecessary that doesn't help us get our project done quicker. It slows us down, it keeps us stuck, and it sometimes spirals us down into thinking that we're not good enough, we're not loved, and that we've been forgotten. But none of that's actually really true. So we proper prior plan, we do self-care. We organize our time. We get help. We delegate. We prioritize things by what's most important and we break those tasks down into tiny two little two millimeter steps so that we're successful. But there's, like I said, two more things I want to share. And one of those is if we are in a place of overwhelm, we've also forgotten personal growth. And the second one is contribution. Let me explain what I mean. Tony Robbins says, if we're not growing, we're dying. We're withering away. We're dying. If we are not meeting our human need for daily growth, and we're stuck and stale and stagnant, we're not thriving so that we can bloom and blossom and we're withering away how much easier is it to feel overwhelmed we've got to get up every single day and do something important that helps us to learn and grow we need to stimulate our body and our minds in healthy beautiful, natural, positive ways every single day. And one of those ways is gaining knowledge. So what are you learning every day? Are you doing things like trying new recipes or reading a few minutes in a book? Are you watching a how-to video? Like, what are you doing? It doesn't have to be anything big or crazy, but we've got to be doing things to learn and grow every single day. And that's part of filling us up so that when we get ready to do a big project, we have creative energy. Our mind is functioning. It's our body's been working and it's ready to go. It's ready to do this project. And we're not so overwhelmed because our body's been in motion, learning and growing. But when our body's been stale and stuck and we've been sitting in bed and we've been procrastinating all week because we've got anxiety running wild in our head and in our body, our bodies are not in a place. They're not strong and blooming. They're tired and they're withered away. So the easiest, fastest way to correct that is learn something every day. Get excited and get passionate about learning. I bet you never thought when I started talking about overwhelm that learning was something that would help with that. But it is because it excites us. 
if we let it. And it gets our body moving and excited and our spirits filled up so that we're ready to go. The second thing, though, that I wanted to share is contribution. It's the same as learning in that if you're not giving daily contribution, meaning if you're not showing up every day serving someone or something like a cause every single day, expecting nothing in return. You're not asking to get paid. You're not asking for a thank you card. You're not asking for a public thank you on Facebook or social media. You're honestly showing up with an open heart saying, I'm here to help. I'm here to serve. How can I love you, serve you, help you more? If you can do that every day, that fills your cup up even faster. So that then you have that energy, that passion, that zest, things to be grateful for. And then as you're filled up, learning, growing, doing, serving, contributing, all of that goodness, you're ready for whatever projects come your way. You're energized. Your heart is full with gratitude. You have um, been learning, doing. Your cup is full. Now handling something is not nearly as difficult. You just jump in and you get it done. You break it down and you make it happen. That's really powerful and so simple. If you want less overwhelm in your life, if you don't want to go into victim mode, creating drama and stories, get growth and get contribution daily. Now you're thinking, but Rachel, I don't have time to go volunteer somewhere or do a big service project because I'm doing, you know, the wedding. I'm doing wedding flowers and I don't have time to go volunteer at an animal shelter. I know, but there's little ways you can get contribution every single day. Think about tiny random acts of kindness. Can you hold a door for somebody? Can you send somebody a text or a card in the mail even that says, Thank you. I just really appreciated what you did for me. Can you help someone load their groceries in the car? Can you make your kids bed for them? Instead of getting after them today, could you just be like, you know what? My kid is overwhelmed too. My kid's got a lot of things on their plate, so I'm going to allow a free pass for my teenager, and I'm just going to go in and make his bed and pick up his floor for him today. And, you know, he's a teenage boy. He's probably not going to thank me. And that's okay because I'm not doing it for the thank you. Could you walk a neighbor's dog around the block? It'll only take a few minutes. What little random acts of kindness can you do to help fill you up and meet your need for daily contribution so that you feel less overwhelmed? later. It's a kind of an amazing little gift because when we serve others, they feel good, but we feel good too. We get the gift too. So that's what I want you to think about this week as we're kicking off. We're still into January. We're kicking off a new year and we had 2020 this last year, which is kind of a rough year for a lot of people. But Here we are, new year, new start. And as we're setting up goals and working to start 
implementing them. Let's do it this year without overwhelm. Let's do it without procrastinating and triggering our anxiety alarm and beating ourselves up and feeling overwhelmed. Let's proper prior plan, take care of ourselves, learn something new every single day, and then serve somebody every single day. And if you'll try that, just test it even for, you know, seven days or 10 days, try it and then let me know what happens. But I guarantee you will feel less overwhelmed and you will feel more filled up. You'll feel more passion in your life. You'll feel more energized. You'll feel more alive and you will truly be living anxiously engaged. And that is what I want for every person. So that's how I want to leave us today is I want to wish you an anxiety-free and a gratitude-filled day so that you can live your life even more anxiously engaged.